Hello and welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Dixon. And I am Sammy Skorstad. Together we have combed through book talk, combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. The book of the moment for today's episode is The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. Just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. Victoria V.E. Schwab is a number one New York Times USA and indie best-selling author of more than a dozen books, including Vicious, the Shades of Magic series, and This Savage Song. Her work has received critical acclaim, been featured by EW and the New York Times, been translated into more than a dozen languages, and been optioned for TV and film. Ooh. The Independent calls her the natural successor to Diana Wynne-Jones and touts her enviable, almost, what the fuck, Gaiman-esque. That was in her thing on her website. I'm sorry. (laughs) Gaiman-esque ability to switch between styles, genres, and tones. Is that in reference to Neil Gaiman? Maybe. Oh, Gaiman-esque. Yeah, that's probably Yeah. Well, you know, hey. Okay, whatever. (laughs) okay before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the book i'm gonna go ahead and read through the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it quote france 1714 in a moment of desperation a young woman makes a faustian bargain to live forever and is cursed to be forgotten by everyone she meets thus begins the extraordinary life of Addie larue and a dazzling adventure that will play out across countries and continents across history and art as a young woman learns how far she will go to leave her mark on the world But everything changes when, after nearly 300 years, Addie stumbles across a young man in a hidden bookstore, and he remembers her name. Without further ado, let's get into it. This episode is a long time coming. Uh Wait, quickly. I looked up Faustian because I was curious. Is it Faustin? No, it's Faustian. But um, it comes from a guy named Dr. Faust. There is a legend of him where he traded his soul to the devil in exchange for knowledge. So it's ultimately to strike a Faustian bargain is to be willing to sacrifice anything to satisfy a limitless desire for knowledge or power. Huh. So it's like also considered a deal, making a deal with the devil. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you for the uh, vocabulary I'm, lesson. I needed to, I needed to no. know. You, you um, needed some knowledge there? Yes. <laughs> yes, this has been a big time coming. Yeah. We bought Addie LaRue in 2020. Yeah. In like November, December 2020. It was sold out everywhere. Do you yep. remember that? I remember because I had to drive to a Barnes and Noble uh far away and put like I had it on hold and I'd bought it online. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go pick it up in, in store. And she was like, the person I picked it up from, she was like, everyone's buying these. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, this is the like the first one I found in. I've been looking for weeks. She goes, yeah, we're already sold out of them. It's insane. So. Yeah, I paid, I remember I paid like 20 to $30 online to get it when it like, I had it like notifications on for when it went back in stock. I mean, that's the normal price of a hardcover. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I feel like it was elevated a little. Maybe by a couple dollars, but... Yeah, yeah. I remember just being like, nobody could find this book, and then we all finally found this book, and you were like... It was back when 
we were a larger group in the podcast and you were like oh if you can't find it I'll send it to you you know like yeah this kind of stuff like it was very much uh wanted and um I would almost go as far to say this was like the OG book talk book oh book talk sold out a book yeah like oh yeah this was the original oh my god maybe book talk can influence book sales you know Mm -hmm. it really was it was crazy trying to get our hands on this book Mm -hmm. and the only other time that happened like in the same span of months was for a little life you remember that oh yeah we were trying to get a little life at the same time but we were getting this and it was the same deal where it was sold out everywhere i think that was this is one of those books that really made the you know the book publishing market go oh shit okay we gotta print more yeah Yeah. (laughs) um and i think obviously it there was a lot of hype yes yes and i think i i was definitely at the point reading it for the first time being like okay i'm back into reading like this is gonna be great and i enjoyed it Mm -hmm. i want to preface that I, i looked at my goodreads today for it and I gave it five stars when I read it so yeah. I enjoyed it I remember finishing it and being like wow this made me feel like I want to write like yeah Slob is such a writer that makes you feel like you want to write like her like there are just stories to be told and anybody has a mm-hmm. story and <laughs> it was so inspiring <laughs> yeah wait that right? is such a great way to describe reading her books right i love the Schwab. since reading uh Addie larue i read the shades of magic series which i guess is not a trilogy and there's another one coming that's uh, really funny i'm losing my mind because i don't know what the fuck she's gonna do she ended <laughs> it really well i thought it was over um that's a story for another time but Mm-hmm. Since reading more Addie or Addie, since reading more V.E. Schwab, I very much uh, acknowledge the people who are like, this one's not even her best work because yeah. it's not. Yeah. Like her others are really good. Yeah. I think I, yes, I'm very curious to read her other books because, okay, so I read this, obviously, oh God, was it either December 2020 or January 2021? Mm hmm. I forget which one. I'd probably say like December. I think it was probably December. And I yeah. just remember being like, holy shit, this is beautiful. <laughs> the character, like she was able to put into words feelings that I've had that I didn't, I didn't know how to put into mm-hmm. words. And I mean, I have a fucking tattoo. Tattoo, from book. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... I loved it. And like, I, this was also the first book I think I ever did the sticky tabs on. I literally, st- I was watching or I was reading this book and I had to put it down and be like, I am going to physically drive myself to Staples right now to buy stickies because <laughs> there are things I need to sticky. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it was funny now because I reread it this right. time. You didn't, right? Or you, no. you started to, but you I stopped. I read like a hundred and something pages in mm-hmm. my reread. And then I was like, no, I remember what happened. Okay. So I reread it and it was funny rereading it and like looking at what I stickied. I definitely oh, got yeah. very sticky. I love that ha- feeling. Well, I got very sticky happy and I was like, why the fuck? Like, this is such a generic line. <laughs> like, why did I sticky that and not like this beautiful line, like two paragraphs down? 
it was kind of a hmm okay what was going on in my head I don't know um but I still cried at the end I still like it was I finished it in two days and only because I also had homework and school to do right um I still and like I think I donate most of my books Mm -hmm. um this is still a book that I think I will like just always hold on to and I I do think I will there's such a like I related so much to both Henry and Addie Mm -hmm. in very specific ways I feel like and I it just like kind of hit me in the gut and the thing is like this sucks because I feel like this is such like a mediocre white person type book but it I'm is. Like, it really is. But I'm like, I'm a mediocre white person. And so, like, I really relate to it and I really love it. It's definitely like, I mean, I can't, I haven't read Vicious yet, even though it's sitting behind me. And I, I probably should. I think it's going to, that is going to be so good. It's definitely going to be so good. Everybody loves it. I will mm-hmm. say, I think from judging from this and Darker Shade of Magic, I think this is like way less diverse. Yeah. And Darker Shade of Magic is, like, London. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's not like you, you – but, like, she had characters in New York in Addie LaRue, and, like, I just felt like she could have gone a little more diverse, but – I mean, Henry was – Henry's bi, B is black and a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, How many other characters were there? Like, Luke was obviously this, like, tall white man with green eyes and – brown hair because that's what Addie had seen when she was in right. France. Basically Harry Styles. <laughs> I didn't even think it she I was vaguely describing I, dude, Harry legit. I feel like we talked about this we like, did. when it first when we, we first read did. it. Oh my god. <laughs> the dark His green hair. orbs. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> oh my god, I'm having date like total flashback to when we were like, okay, I'm picturing him as Harry Styles now. Um yep. Yeah, so Addie Lever- Yep, okay. Yep. Um, so, I mean, and I think it's also understood that Henry... Oh, God, I forget his name. But their other friend is also not white. Okay. And, like, Henry's family's Jewish. Um, That's true. Because he was, he was going to become a rabbi. And then he was like, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. And he talks oh, yeah. about how he always... So, I mean, it's like... It's di- it's diverse, but um, it's also like those are all the side story. characters that exactly you're listing. <laughs> you know? it, it, no, it is. <laughs> it is. But like the whole thing was that Henry was supposed to look like Luke, you know, too. Yeah. And right. I don't know. So it's like, yes, she she like does the checkbox type thing for like mm-hmm. okay, but like the overall feeling of the story is just like yeah, this is a white person story. And it's a very white person book. Like I, I still think, and I love it. I'm not, I'm not yeah. at all shitting on it. I'm not at all shitting on it. But I will say that now I look at us with um a little bit of uh, like we're veterans, you know, on book talk at this point. Yeah. That like now when I see this book in somebody's like favorite books ever pile mm-hmm. on TikTok, I'm like, I know you're white. Yeah, that's fair. And not for it being bad. I'm just like it, this, it's yeah, a tell. No, I, it's I a just tell. know. And then they have like seven husbands right under it, and I'm like, oh, for sure you're white. Okay, okay, I wouldn't have seven husbands. <laughs> they have seven husbands: red, white, and royal blue, and Addie yes, Larue. <laughs> yes. And you're like, okay. Uh-huh. And then and then they throw in Song of Achilles because they and, think they're oh, special. Oh, and where the crawdads sing. 
Oh yeah, and oh yeah, big time, big. Time. That is just a. My name is Kaylee, spelled with E I G H. They also um, will throw in Akatar. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, that's so true. No tea, no shade, straight facts. Okay. And I'm I'm the first to say I fucking love the Song of Achilles too, and I so did I. <laughs> and I fucking love the Invisible Life of Eddie Larue, and I love Akatar. Um, seven husbands do without. Red, white, and royal yeah. blue can do without. Do without. Mm-hmm. Where the comments saying I'm just refusing to ever read it. Yeah, do without. Read it. Yep. When it first was popular and then everything went downhill from there (laughs) um but i definitely think like addy so my issue right my my core issue with this book and i've talked about this with you many times yeah is i can't i could not read this book without thinking about the age of adeline movie yeah which is almost the same premise like minus the like minus how it happened like the the demon thing and whatever but it's and and she's not like forgotten. She can be like remembered. She's also not at three hundred years. No, she's like she's like yeah, she's like a hundred. Yeah. But it is like her name is Adeline. <laughs> yes, and, she and she's immortal. <laughs> yeah, and she falls in love with a white man with dark hair, and yeah, um... who looks exactly like yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But Harrison Ford's in that movie, and yes, also that yes. movie's weird. Have you watched it? Recently. Yeah, because she falls in love. Like first, she's in love with Harrison Ford, and then yeah. years later, she accidentally falls in love with his son. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's just weird. That's weird. It is weird. I remember I didn't. I had never seen that movie until I saw like you know how those TikTok accounts post like a snippet from a movie to get you interested in it. Yeah, and then they go, "Come to part two, right?" <laughs> yeah, and I and I go to the comments and I watch all like eight parts of yep. it. Yep, and I do it every single yep. time. <laughs> Um, the part that I saw was just the part where Ad- Adeline in that movie walks into the house where Harrison Ford is, mm-hmm. and Harrison Ford oh my is God. like Addie. <laughs> yes, and she's like, "Oh my God!" And yeah. he's like, "Oh my God, you just look so much like someone I used to know." And, and his the wife is standing right there. Standing right there. <laughs> I was like, like, "I have to watch uh-huh. this movie." <laughs> yeah, and then it just is weird. But anyways, so weird. whenever I think about this book. I physically could not Separate. not picture yeah. Blake Lively as Addie LaRue. <laughs> she would make a good... I mean, Addie... Okay, the thing is, too... I This also made me think a bit about... Um, I was like, okay, so we've got a 23-year-old white girl, bisexual, living in New York City. And I was like, Hank Green, too. And True. I was thinking of um, April May. True. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, just there's it, definitely it, a lot of twenty three year old bisexual women. In in, that is true. That <laughs> is true. I know, but like, I was just like, oh my god, it's me. I can yeah. put myself in this now. That's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's very insert your name here. Yep. <laughs> YN. Especially like meeting Henry in the bookstore. The and- bookstore. Called it's, the last word. So yes, clever. I, love um, I love it. I love it. No, there's so many things in this book that are like, I like. It's very understandable why this is a popular book. You know. Yes. And I just, uh, I, I just couldn't bring myself to reread it necessarily because it was, funny enough, very memorable. <laughs> it is. It you is. know, uh-huh. which I think is really funny because the whole spiel of uh, Addie is she's unremembered. 
yes. till the end, right? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, wow, it's crazy how I was reading and I was like, no, I really remember all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so I remember the first time I read it and I, all I wanted was the parts with her and Henry. Mm-hmm. And every time it would go back in time, I would, I'm like, oh, that was like kind of the skipping <laughs> through part. Yeah. Like, okay, I'll skim this part, you know? And I was like, no, 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 I want to, like, I want to, I'm here for the love story between her and Henry. This time, I was much more attached to the story with her and Luke. And I actually felt like I enjoyed the back in time parts more. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe it's because I remembered the Henry stuff more because I actually read it for real the first time. <laughs> and so it felt like I was reading new stuff this time with maybe like, that, those parts. That's a good point. Um, but I, yeah, I really like I loved the the little part with Remy in Paris, like mm-hmm. when she's in Paris. And like that was the first time she was able to like sleep with someone for herself and not yeah. for money and Obviously, it turned horrible because he woke up and was like gave her money because he didn't remember her in the morning. But he's the one who also like said the line of the tattoo that I have, which is the in Latin. I'm not going to try to pronounce it in Latin, but um, (laughs) the to find a way or make your own. And I, I I just love that. And like friggin' Voltaire, they're in this cafe and Voltaire comes in. Like I just love. Okay, it was. um, It reminds me a bit of. Have you heard of the movie Midnight in Paris? I don't think so. It's so bad. It is oh. so bad. <laughs> um, and we're, it's uh, it's a director of who shall not be named that like a director in that realm. But the okay. story is very like it's Owen Wilson and Rachel McAdams, which is such a bizarre pairing. But um, I think they were together in Wedding Crashers, too. Anyways. Owen Wilson is in like modern day Paris and he like the clock strikes midnight and he's on this random street and then this old timey car comes through and he gets in the car and he get like it takes him to this like speakeasy type or this bar or whatever and he's there with F. Scott Fitzgerald and (laughs) like Pablo Picasso and all of these amazing things because it's like that golden age. He gets transported back to like the golden age of Paris. Mm hmm. And which is also mentioned in Addie LaRue uh, right. because she's not in Paris at this time. And Luke is like, are you sure you don't want to go to Paris? This like, it's amazing what's happening right now. And it's like, that's that time that is happening in the movie Midnight in Paris. Anyways, and so like, I just love that like he's accidentally interacting with all of these like people that are going to be timeless and he knows are timeless later on. And the way that I like, I love stories like that. And it's like almost become a weird comfort movie for me. Cause um, <laughs> who is it? Um, Tom Hiddleston plays F. Scott Fitzgerald. <gasps> okay, I'm in. And <clears throat> that's all you needed to say. Yeah. And, and in, in so many ways, it's such a terrible movie. So, um, and the director is a very bad man. I don't like, but, which is why I'm not going to say his name. Mm hmm. But anyways, it's so that also kind of reminds me of like all of the little interactions that Addie had with all these famous people and these artists and the way she was able to create art and like create a name and image for herself through them. Mm -hmm. 
And like every time we went back in time and got to see pieces of that was so exciting for me. I think I just had more of an appreciation for that this time around. I think it's really interesting when we've been going back and rereading things that we Mm -hmm. read a while ago because like I love the saying that like I'm not the same person I was yesterday. And so I definitely am not the same person I was in 2020 when I read, you know, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting to go back and be like, oh, wow, well, now I liked this more and disliked this. and Yeah. And I'm like, why did I sticky tab on that? line i have so many fucking sticky tabs in my copy addie larue and it was prior to when i used to like i did a before yeah i had a color code so it's just like fucking a billion little tabs of tabs what anything means (laughs) i went through before we started recording i went through and i like checked everything i sticky tabbed and i untabbed things that like i didn't want to i was like yeah that's stupid like (laughs) it was like one thing i tabbed was like literally just the end like and it was I don't know because she does a lot of like repetition and short sentences for like enunciating things and like all the stuff right and very lyrical and poetic and all that but I'm like oh that's not worth a sticky tab I don't know why the fuck I thought that was earth shattering back then but <laughs> not right now um, uh, and there was, maybe- oh good. Oh, I was going to say there was one line that I was like, I did a second tab over to be like, oh, I wow. do. Because I was like, yep, that one, that is one of them. Look at you. Look at me. I like went through and found like one thing to like tab. Talk about. Okay. Yeah. Not not like talk about, but for when we talk about our favorite. Tabs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quotes. That was the word that was uh, not in my brain just now. Um, yeah. But because I was like, man, there's so many things in here. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Before we move on to discuss the rest of the invisible life of Addie LaRue, let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Okay, let's continue the conversation. Go ahead, Sammy. Okay, there's one other thing that I... I think I feel, I don't know, I didn't take away. I think I probably noticed it the first time I read it. But, like, yeah. it left my brain as soon as I was, like, done thinking about it. <laughs> Me. That Addie was never necessarily in love with Henry. No. No. Yeah. I forgot. Like, I think I just forgot about that. And this time reading it, like, it was very clearly stated, too. Because it was after he said it to her for the first time. They're coming back from the beach and he whispers, I love you. And she says it back. And then the last line at the end of the chapter, like right after that was, and she wishes it was true. Yeah. 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 And I was like, oh. I vaguely remember like their love storyline. And it mm-hmm. to me, I, just trying to remember, because obviously I didn't reread. I recall the overall feeling, just kind of feeling like she was kind of using him. Mm-hmm. Was that... They were using the whole thing. They were using each other. Okay. Because his curse was that because it was like he just wanted to be loved. Right. And so everyone gets this weird glimmer in their eyes when they see him and whether they see a long lost son or a best friend or they see 
a lover or like a potential lover or anything like that, whoever they see when they look at him, it's not real. Mm-hmm. And Addie is immune to that because they both made a deal with the same yeah, devil yeah. or whatever. And so he remembers her because no, and nobody else can remember her. And she tries to steal a book from his bookshop and he yeah. runs out and he's like, Hey, you can't just steal it. And she's like, what the fuck? Like you remember me? You saw me? Like she was like, oh, okay, like I steal shit all the time. Like they're going to forget me in a second. And he didn't. But then soon he's realizing she doesn't have that glimmer in her eyes. So they're, they both use each other because they're both didn't realize what the deal was exactly that they were making. Mm-hmm. And those unintended consequences, like they needed a reprieve from those. And they found that in each other. And I think he may have actually fallen in love with her. But I think, like, because at this point, she's 300 years old. And she's loved and lost many times over or whatever. And the big thing that Luke was starting to kind of drill into her was, like, you're not human anymore. Like, you, yeah. you're no longer, like, you are not the same as them anymore. And, like, you are not going to love or or have the same needs or anything like that because you're fucking 300 years old. And I don't – so, and, like, I, it was so it was interesting getting that discussion and, like, picking up on more of that and, like, just really realizing, oh, yeah, her, like, her – she is different than Henry at this point. And mm-hmm. – yeah, so but like they both definitely used each other. And there's a line in the end where it was like, I don't where she was like, I don't know if that was love, but it was definitely the break that I needed. Mm-hmm. And it was what Henry needed too, obviously, because it like got him out of the curse and like he was actually yeah. able to not want to. Oh, yeah, trigger warnings. Um, suicide. Yeah. Um, he because. Well, he was suicidal at that point and that's when he makes the deal and like this kind of gave him the the push to like okay now I can she took care of the deal for me she sacrifices herself to like surrender her soul to Luke I guess in a sense so that he can be free and he's actually ready and willing to continue to live and to actually live and not just, like, get by, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of, you know, their relationship was really convenient for Addie, right? Living at his house. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Whereas she usually had to, like, find places to stay. Right. <clears throat> like, always having food there if she wanted it right like the simple things that like she definitely couldn't have ever consistently had like that without Mm -hmm. like sneaking into somebody else's house or or stealing shit or stealing shit or sleeping over at somebody's house to have a place to stay things like that right so it definitely like was very very convenient for her and then of course obviously it was great for him because he got out of the curse (laughs) right (laughs) But I, I do recall having that feeling afterwards, being like, no, she didn't really, like, love him. Like, I think she loved him in the sense, like, 
how a person can love another person, but not romantically, you know, platonically mm-hmm. was the word I was looking for. <laughs> I think at that point, like she, the thing was, is like to, oh, there, I'm going to go to the, where it said, talks about it actually. Okey-dokey. Because she was like, she's literally, so she goes, I don't know that it was love, but, um, and Henry was a perfect pause in the story, a chance to catch her breath. She does not know if it was love or simply a reprieve. If contentment can compete with passion, if warmth will ever be as strong as heat. But it was a gift. Not a game yeah. or a war, not a battle of wills, which is what she has with Luke, where it's like this intense passion, this heat, this like they're challenging each other and it's painful. And But then the good times are so good, but it's like up and down and this battle of wills. But with Henry, it was easy. And so I think it like that's like two sides of what love can be, I think. And she realized she needed the other one, maybe. But then perhaps like the greatest proof that she did love him was the fact that she sacrificed herself for him. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So I don't know. For sure. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the biggest – because we – I see a lot of people who say, like, this book is overhyped, right? Mm-hmm. And I think for when it came out and the hype that was around it, I think it was, like, worth the hype then. You know what I mean? hmm I think, like, now it is a little overhyped. hmm Like, people are like, this is the best book I've ever read. I think it's no. good. I don't think it's the best book I've ever read. But no. But I think it is a good book. Like, I don't think it's a bad book by any means. Uh, But I do think, like, now when I see people still hyping it up, like, I'm never going to read another book like this. I'm like, "Ah." Yeah, you will. You might. You might. I mean, (laughs) the age of Adeline was pretty close. (laughs) (laughs) There are literal other stories exactly like this. I'm truly, like, I know I was texting you this the other day, but for the sake of the pod, I'm truly curious, like, why nobody on her team was like, maybe you should just rename her first name. Do a different name. Just do a different name. Yeah, because if they had renamed her, if her name was not Addie, maybe my mind wouldn't make this jump, right? I think it still could be like, oh, it kind of reminds me of this movie, but it's not like this, like... The name is in the title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm for sure I'm, I'm curious like who on her team was like oh yeah we're gonna keep green lighting this that's fine mm-hmm. uh yeah I don't know I also really liked I forgot that they did this I think I was just blowing through it so quickly the first time I read it mm-hmm. but the um the little between the sections where it was like the art oh yeah mm-hmm. and it Things was like that she's put herself into yeah yeah I thought that was really cool yeah Absolutely. I think this is one of those books where it doesn't become clear what's happening really or like what the point is until like three quarters of the way through. Yeah. Like reading it for the second time, I was like, oh, wow, this all makes so much sense. But it's very vague if you're reading it the first time. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, we're in the 1700s and now we're in the 2000s and now we're, you know, like what is the the point here kind Mm -hmm. of? Like, we get that she's stuck. We're like, is this, the like, the f- true conflict, though, of the whole time? But it's mm-hmm. not. It's like the fake conflict. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. Um, but so I think when I was rereading it a little bit, I was like, huh. Well, now that you know the ending, 
everything is way more clear. <laughs> yes, that's true. I think that could be, you know, a sign that this is a book that's meant to be reread, you know? It is. I definitely think I got more. And I think, like, the next time I read it, I'm going to get even more out of it. And, oh, yeah. Like, new lines that pop up or, like, new things where I'm like, oh, like, new little neuron transmitters firing and being like, whoa! <laughs> hey! Hey! That's yeah. cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel I feel you. And I think, like, overall, I don't know if I really liked Addie's character. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I feel like you, like, she just becomes so hardened and so much of her yeah. character is just based on survival. That's true. You don't really even know who or what she is beyond, like, oh, yeah. she's stubborn. Yeah. And she, because I think it's like she never really had a chance, like, so much of who she became was based off of how she had to live. Yeah, and, absolutely. Which, I mean, I guess is the same for everybody to a certain extent. <laughs> but it's like you also don't really get to know. Like, she doesn't have these, like, passions or hobbies or anything. Like, these quirks or little things that, you know, like, oh, is she hot-headed? Is she all these things? I Like, well, I don't know. Like, that wasn't a part of the story, I guess. <laughs> right. Right. It was like it was she has to find a place to sleep at night and she has to steal food and people forget her. And so she's really alone except for Luke. And she has this little wooden ring that she has to carry around, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you there. But I, also, I do... yeah, mm-hmm. I no, think it it would have almost been like, like it makes sense for her to be like that after 300 years of living, too. Oh, for sure. Like, it, I think if she, if V.E. Schwab had added little things to, like, show her, show a different side of a personality or something, mm-hmm. like, it almost would have been, like, is a 300-year-old person really like that? I don't know. Yeah. No, that's fair. Because you think a lot about, like, these uh, immortal villains, right, in mm-hmm. other fantasy books and things like that, right, where you're like, hmm. Hmm. Really? Hmm. They're a little yeah. too nice. Yeah. <laughs> You know, kitty go away. Or like you still don't have a, an understanding of your own emotional. Yeah. At like 300. At, at 300. <laughs> like I'm working on that at 20. Like I'm trying. I don't know. <laughs> like I would think that by 300 I should have a like almost mastery understanding of how I react to things and like where my emotions go. Like yeah. I don't know. Just like being able to analyze yourself. And like I think Addie is able to do that. And, like, very quickly understand why and how she reacts to things. Right. No, you're right about that. Yeah. Absolutely. But it comes off as, like, oh, "Oh, that's unrealistic. But it's, like, no, it is realistic because she's 300. So No, it's absolutely realistic. And I think, like, I think in that way, too, V.E. Schwab's really good at writing characters. You know? Mm -hmm, Like, she mm -hmm. makes a fully formed character. So I'm saying, like, I don't. I don't necessarily like Addie, but because she is, she's the way she is for, as you said, like how, go away, how her life, <laughs> um, he's trying, he's hungry. It's mm-hmm. almost his dinner time. Uh, how her life has gone. And so you see like the difference with Henry's character, for example. Exactly. Right? Yeah. He's a completely different formed human because he's, he's an only undeveloped 23. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he's, t- he's 29. He turns 29 oh, in the book. Bad. Yeah. Oh, right. Cause it was before his 30th birthday or something. Yeah. Right, right, right. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, want to do favorite lines? Yes, I do. 
I think I only have one because I didn't put a lot of effort into finding another one. Okay. I can supplement with more. Versus my billion little tabs. I couldn't even tell you what <laughs> they mm-hmm. all meant. Um, but my one is on page 56. Addie thinks, hopes, even now, that he remembers something because he looks at her as if he knows her. But the truth is simply that he wants to. Attraction can look an awful lot like recognition in the wrong light. Ooh, true. Um, let's see. For me, my first one that I have tabbed. I really, it's the first one I have tabbed. I listened to most of this the second time, just audiobook. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have any tabs up until 167. <laughs> and... 167, reading that line, the, to find a way or make your own, that's when I put it down and was like, okay, I need to go buy sticky Aww. tabs the first time around. So that's my first sticky tab. Um, Cute. I love that. I just love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. And then my next one is page 225. And it's, a, oh, it's this. <laughs> this was one of the times where V.E. Schwab, like, was like, here, this is what anxiety looks like in a zillennial <laughs> slash millennial. Um, yeah. And it was blink in your half or time moves so fucking fast blink in your halfway through school paralyzed by, by the idea that whatever you choose to do it means choosing not to do hundred other things so you change your major half a dozen times before finally ending up in theology blah 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 blah, blah. all that and then um okay and then blink da 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 and he advises you to find another path and he assures you that you'll find your calling but that's the whole problem you've never felt called to do any one thing there's no violent push and softer nudge a hundred different ways and now them feel out of reach i like that yep a mile or a blink and you're 28 and everyone else is now a mile down the road and you're still trying to find it and the irony is hardly lost on you that in wanting to live to learn and to find yourself you've gotten lost Hmm. like that just like so very much describes my existential anxiety of like if i make a if i choose one thing then i'm it's like that act of choosing one thing is also like not choosing a hundred other things I could do. And what if my calling and what if my thing that I feel most myself in is one of those other hundred things. And it's like, so it's very much like this battling with relinquishing the like being and just being okay with that when it's like, Oh my God, time does move so fucking fast. Like if I live to a hundred I'm not going to live to 100. I didn't think I was going to live to 23, but I'm at 23 now. Like, that's well over a quarter past my life. I don't know. It's okay. So anyways, yes, I liked that, all of that before. Today's episode has been brought to you by Midlife, Quarter Life, Zoloft. Life Crises. Yeah. Zoloft, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I also just realized I have another quote. I was just thinking about it while you were reading that, that huh. I have a, a quote from this book in my Notion like layout. Whoa. Um, I So I have no idea what page this is on. But okay. uh, because time is cruel to all and crueler still to artists. Because visions mm-hmm. weakens and voices wither and talent fades. I have that Because happiness that. is brief and history is lasting. And in the end, everyone wants to be remembered. Yep. Yep. 
Yep. I also I had, had to log into Notion for that one. <laughs> yeah, and then this one hit me because I have addicts in my family, and so I've just always been. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at that. I'm no, I know. To, no, to be I very clear, not. it was the way you presented that piece of information that was funny. No, and it, it was just, um, it was Henry describing like why he was like initially afraid to try certain drugs and stuff, and I think this is why I've also been like. Mm, I'm afraid if I try something, I'm going to like it too much and mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to have a handle on it. And so I'm really just throwing it all out there on this, but whatever. That's okay. Um, this is a confessional, basically. Yeah. But he couldn't control the places it took his head. Valium and Xanax were were better, doling everything at once, but he's always stayed away from the harder stuff out of fear. Not the fear that something could go wrong, just the opposite. The fear it would feel right. The fear of the slip, the slide, of knowing he wouldn't be strong enough to stop. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. That's why I'm afraid of cocaine. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> And this is a similar thing, too. This is page 283. But choosing a class became choosing a discipline. And choosing a discipline became choosing a career. And choosing a career became choosing a life. And how was anyone supposed to do that when you only had one? Are you feeling stressed? (laughs) This book, like, yes, always. But... I like these are the these are the things where like it was like oh my god yes this is what I feel and it's on words and it's in a page on a, in a yeah. book and like oh I know what you mean yeah so these are also all things I tabbed like the first time around right but they, I mean they all still apply relevant yeah 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 oh and then this one this okay so page 315 this is when he takes her he's trying to be like okay what haven't you done in New York City right Mm-hmm. and she's like i don't know but like there's always something new and i won't know until i see it but like i've done a lot and it's like she talks about new york about how it's one of the cities where like it's always changing and you can always find something down an alley or around a corner that you haven't noticed before mm-hmm. anyways henry takes her to grand central station to the arches where it has that oh, little yeah. trick where you can talk into the corner and a whisper I, spot the whisper spot and um i every time i go to new york the last time i went there i took charlie there my friend and i was like go stand in this corner and that's my favorite thing to do and like every time people came to visit me every time my mom or my the first time people come to visit because it's like fun the first time and then you don't have to go back (laughs) but it's fun to show people that and be like have Mm -hmm. them be so confused and you're in this busy like but beautiful building and there's people all around you and you just go to like put someone in a corner you run to the opposite corner and you can talk to them across mm-hmm. in in these and it's just such a bizarre thing and so I tapped that part because I was like that's one of my favorite things to do how cute yeah and it was fun doing that with Charlie this past like just a couple weeks ago in New York and so and it was fun read I forgot that it happened in this book and so when I got to it I was like oh my god wait yeah (laughs) okay i love that Mm. Ooh, this one's from luke luke is also very poetic very dark and menacing and very much like the villain but you like the sexy villain and he doesn't have a lot of (laughs) um redeeming qualities like he never he's very much like he is the darkness and he like there's never a ounce of light that comes from him it's all possessiveness and like I mean, he's not human. 
I guess. Right. So it just like very much, and she does a good job of making sure he never comes off as human. Anyways. He kind of reminds me of the Darkling. Yeah. Shadow and Bone. Yeah. I mean, I haven't read it, but I can picture that. Um, Page 332. Um, It's she, he's realizing she has like scattered herself across the world through art, Mm -hmm. you know? And he says, take your echoes and pretend they are a voice. And I just, I I know. I liked the way, though, that he described, like, how she was able to, like, put herself into something permanent for other Mm -hmm. people to see and recognize, like, in art as echoes. Like, it was Mm -hmm. just an echo of her, like, not the real thing. I don't, like, I was like, oh, wow. Again neurons firing in my brain i liked that (laughs) i liked it (laughs) okay uh no this is just a short one but um 360 history is a thing designed in retrospect oh yeah i like like that that. i like that and then up to the very end too much ah 421 Life is the minutes you want minus one. Wow. Mm-hmm. Damn. I this really makes me want to read more V.E. Schwab because I feel like when I you love were talking, Schwab. like when you talked about how like this is definitely overhyped at this point. Yeah. Like I think the book itself is overhyped, but V.E. Schwab is the hype. Oh, V.E. Schwab is everything. Okay? Yeah, she is a queen. I really want to read her new book, Gallant. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued because I just need to know if it's going to be a series or if it's a standalone because yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't deal with more of these surprise series. Mm-hmm. And I was darker shoot of magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one is page 424. It's that they teach you growing up that you were only one thing at a time. Angry, lonely, content. But he's never found that to be true. He is a dozen things at once. He is lost and scared and grateful. He is sorry and happy and afraid. And I think that's something I've come to terms with recently. Is like finding space to feel even like contradicting things at once. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't know. I just like that because it's like it is very much like you can feel relief and happiness as well as sadness and heartbreak and all of these things. Yeah, absolutely. I think I just realized what it is about V.E. Schwab is she's like that. Her genre of books is like um, fiction, but profound. You yes. know what I mean? Like, that's why it's so special. She's not just these, like, fiction writers that are like, here are the words, you know. Get She's lost like, in a story. Go. Yeah. It's like, these. she has lines and things. They're all lines. This whole You could flip to any whole, page in this yep. book and pull a line yeah. from somewhere. And that's just how she writes. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. And I appreciate when authors are like that. Because then it's like, oh, yeah, I can instant buy from you for sure. Yeah. I know I'm going to like the writing, even if I'm not there for the story, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I'll still come away with a line that I'll think about um, every other day for the rest of my life. Um, or want to get it tattooed onto my body. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, page 437. This made me cry. This was like one of the... So it made me cry when she... When he realizes 
or the lead up to when he's like thinking he's gonna it's like he's out of time i started crying then because he's going like oh my god oh my god oh my god and then when he realizes she sacrificed herself and then it also the entire last bit where he is like he's come to terms with it he wrote her book right and oh yeah he writes her book and he goes i don't want my name anywhere on this Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i thought this was so infuriating because it should have the title should have been like ve schwab shouldn't name shouldn't have been so big on it like i don't know because it was mm, i don't know like they could have replicated they could have replicated the book that he wrote and made this book like be like her story through I can't put put words into like this. make it the representation of what the book is in the end. Yeah, yeah. I like don't I, know. I, I, get... I agree with what you're saying, but mm-hmm. I think she also just cared about selling the book because that's that's her fair work. too. Yeah, and you have to pay more to make your name bigger. So that's true. Hey, she wanted those those buys. Yeah, that's true. But I just thought that kind of would have been cool. Um. Anyways, so. And then I started crying. This is one <laughs> that I double tabbed up. There was an original tab there, and then I tabbed it again. And this is 437. And he says, because the truth is he is already beginning to forget. It's not that he's fallen victim to her curse. She has not been erased in any way. The details are simply fading, as all things do, glossing over by degrees, the mind loosening its hold on the past to make way for the future. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Do you have a song for this book? I have one last, two last lines. Sorry. Oh, okay. And then I don't know if I have a song. I feel my mind is just going straight to Taylor Swift because I think it's just a white thing. My song is a Taylor Swift song. That makes sense. Um, all too well almost no mm. i dude i listened to all too well the drive home last night like four times in a row 10 minute version hell all, yeah obviously yep cry singing along it was so should. therapeutic Cathartic. yes yeah. what are um, your last two lines uh oh my god this this i was because i finished this last night i think yeah last night two nights ago I don't remember. Anyways, I started sobbing, like, had to put the book down. I don't know why. Now I'm reading it back, and I'm like, really? I don't know. But it was when she finds the book, and she opens it up, and she's with Luke at this point. This is literally the last few pages. And the dedication is three small words rest in the center of the page. I remember you. And I don't know why that just shattered me. (laughs) I think in the moment, it's shattering. Yeah. I think afterward it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I think this was one thing. I wanted – and then I, like, flipped to what the um, the dedication was in this book. And I was like, mm-hmm. please say I remember you. But it didn't. That's okay. Oh. Uh, and then this one I already brought up. This was, like, the where I was like, Henry was a perfect pause in the story, a chance to catch her breath. She does not know if it was love or simply a reprieve. Dot, dot, dot. Anyways. Those are all of my little quotes. Woo! 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 
What's your song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, no, my brain, dude, I worked for nine and a half hours today. Why? <laughs> it's just a crazy day and a bunch of shit from the clients and everything today. But aside, beside the point, um, right where you left me. Mm, yeah. Left. Think about it. Think yeah. about it. Right? It's like passage of time, but she's stuck there. Yep. Yep. Oof. Right? Look at us doing literary things. All right. What's your rating? I'm still going to stick with five stars. I'm going to stick with a five because I just remember really, really loving it. And I think it's beautiful. And now that I've read more V.E. Schwab, I, like, want to give everything she writes a five. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, even Darker Shade of Magic, the first book is a five. The first book in a series is a five. That is impressive. That's That's saying something. (laughs) So, cool. Look at it. We don't have to do math. It's a five. Yeah. Which is funny, because after all this time, it lives up to that hype, you know? It does. And I, yeah. Yeah. I think I will continue. Maybe I'm going to make it a goal of mine to just reread it once a year. I think this is a book wow. I could actually reread once I a year. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. You'd probably get something new, a new feeling from it every year anyways. I'm also feeling like I'm. it's time to reread The Song of Achilles. Perhaps. Oh, my God. Wait, did you hear about the whole prequel for We Were Liars? What? There's a prequel. She's, re- she's releasing a prequel. I can't believe you haven't heard about this. No. Because it, it was announced like last week, but I f- think I forgot to tell you, and then I figured you saw it, and then no, we talk not. about it eventually. Anyways, there's a prequel about like it's called like Family of Liars or something like that. So I figure we should do an episode on that when it comes out. Do we have an ep- Was one of our first episodes? We yeah, were our liars? second ever episode was We Were Liars. I have never of all the books I have read, nothing has ever actually one other book has made me cry that hard. Um, but I, my mom came running up the stairs to check on me because I was sobbing. Like I'm such a sobber. I cried every very day. loudly. And I feel so stupid because there's so many people on TikTok too saying that book was trash. And I was and like, it was so predictable. I'm like, shut like, up. It wasn't predictable to me. I didn't see it at all. <laughs> I was just, but to be fair, I also want to preface like, we read that book when it was like very popular on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Not on booktube, right? Like we weren't there for that, and we had just gotten back into reading. Yeah. So when, for us to say this was such a good book when we read it, it was because we were like, "Oh my god, I'm enjoying I'm, reading this book." Exactly. I'm enjoying reading again. Yeah. yeah. So the whole exp- experience was a five. So now I'm sure if I read We Were Liars, like well, one, it wouldn't hit. Yeah. You can't reread it. Exactly. But two, I'm sure I wouldn't like it as much because I've read a lot of books since then that were way better, probably. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I think I, I am curious for the prequel and I think we'll probably have to cover it as mm-hmm. an homage, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. Anyways, I think that's where we're going to leave it for this episode before we Wait, part. Can we, can we just, so book news. For this week. Okay. Big What's book, book news? news. Percy Jackson got cast. Oh, yeah. And it's that kid. Who's... It's that kid. It's mini Ryan Baby Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I'm so excited. I think he's going to be such a good Percy Jackson. I think it just means it's time for me to reread Percy Jackson. I know. I see that in our future. We might have to add it to the roster. <laughs> <laughs> Take me off the roster. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, Okay. I think that's where we're going to leave it for this episode. 
Before we part, we'd just like to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on, if applicable. If you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode, feel free to join our Hardcover Hose Discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhosepod at gmail.com. Feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well. As always, I am Sam Dixon. I'm Sammy Scorstad. And this has been an episode of Hardcover Hose. If you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time, the next book on our to-be-read list is Conversations with Friends by Sally Rooney. Until we meet again, enjoy your reading!